Welcome to Wei and the Kathy Show. I'm your host, Wei Fang. And in China, just in the last couple of days, something really, really big is happening. Hundreds, hundreds of thousands of uh, house or condo buyers stop paying their mortgage. And this thing is uh, snowballing like there's no end. So in just uh, two short days, every 12 hours, it's a uh, double or triples uh, the, the scale of uh, such a stop payment. And uh, now it's has caught the attention of uh, like a Wall Street Journal and, and international media. In China, it's becoming a very, very accurate issue. The government is uh, uh, closely looking at. All right, so what happened? You know, we talk about this um, loss of the savings in the, on Monday um, in the local banks in the Henan province. And the, you guys are very concerned about so what is the update there. So before we, we see any end of that, this is a much, much bigger issue is happening, which is uh, the main topic of today. So before we dive into that, let's talk about uh, the Biden's uh, visit to Middle East. Okay, uh, today earlier today, uh, President Joe Biden landed in Saudi Arabia after visiting Israel, okay. and Biden actually before he left uh, U.S., he published an opinion on the Washington Post about one week ago, explaining why he wants to visit the Middle East. Well, to summarize it. One reason he said is that is the energy resources are vital. Is energy resource resources are vital for mitigating the impact on global supplies of uh, Russia's war in Ukraine, and to translate that well to have the Saudi Arabia and the Middle East countries, the OPEC, okay, to help mitigate the high inflation that is happening in our country. And the second one is uh, um, it wants Saudi Saudi Arabia to help. To, to have help, help the countries, Arabian countries in the Middle East to come together with Israel through diplomacy and uh, cooperation. Okay, Biden also said this. He said that travel will also be a small symbol of the budding relations, relations and steps towards normalization between Israel and the Arab world. Okay. Well, Biden did not compliment former President uh, Trump for his groundbreaking work on the Abraham Accords, which involved the three Arab nations establishing normal relationship with Israel. But his visit this time will certainly show that he's following Trump's steps, which does seem to make sense. So as for how Trump was able to reach the Abraham Accord, the risk of uh, Iran serves as a key common ground for most Arabian countries. Israel saw Iran as an enemy bent on destroy itself, while the Saudi Arabia and a country like Saudi Arabia saw Iran's uh, Shiite regime as a threat to its uh, Sunni ruling. Other countries like the United Arab, Arab uh, Emirates and, uh, and Bahrain and uh, Morocco share the same feeling. So that's why Trump was able to identify that as the common ground and pushed very proactively to reach the uh, Abraham Accords. So comparatively, President Joe Biden did not quite share the same point of view earlier on, and he has been rather critical um, of uh, Trump's foreign policy on the Middle East. Biden is also much more friendly with Iran as he believed that treating Iran nicely then harsh, you know, harshly would generate a positive result better. However, the oil shortage and the consequential high inflation in the U.S. pushed uh, President Biden to re-engage that region. And my opinion is that after he found that he, 
when he has to do that, he seems to find the common ground identified by President Trump was a was a good one, if not the only one, for the U.S., Israel, and Saudi Arabia and other Arab countries. So he's carrying Trump's uh, baton and uh, continue the track that Trump created. So as for the oil problems, why didn't President uh, Biden open up uh, Keystone Pipeline and our federal land for more drilling? So, but rather go to Saudi Arabia to ask for more oil production by the, by the OPEC. And uh, so what do you think? I want to stop here a little bit. So we, we talked about such before, right? It doesn't make sense. It, you know, if, if Biden really wants to resolve this issue, they better just ask a U.S. oil driller to work harder and give them more convenient, more leeway, more licenses, more land for them to dig out better, you know, more oil rather than flying to the, the, the Middle East and talk to Saudi Arabia, which he happened to because it's a critical attitude towards their human rights and other things. So they are not happy with him. So he's, he's this, you can say it's a difficult trip. He's, um, um, how to say, going, doing an uphill, uphill effort, taking an uphill effort to try to mend the relationship between the Saudi Arabia and the U.S. and, and Israel. Why did it do that? Actually, two days, uh, a few days ago, I talked to a former uh, high-level officials of the uh, Trump administration, and he revealed this to me. And I just want to share this with you because it does surprise me, and I want to relate that to you and see how, how you think, okay? And uh, while you are listening to this, watching this, I just want to see your comment because I do want to know that how you think about that. And... Uh, so, I, I was guessing that one reason is that Biden doesn't really like, you know, um, the fossil fuel. He sees this opportunity to, to the country to switch over, to switch over to the, um, the, the, the green energy. And that's why he wanted to do that. But in that case, why did he want to go to Saudi Arabia to do that? Okay, that's the same fossil oil, right? And um, so I, I'm just trying, I'm looking at my screen, okay? I just, just try to see... What's your opinion, possible opinion over there? Because this is a discussion here. And, um, okay, and the Larry Dole, you said uh, Biden knows that they will say no. He can say, well, I tried. Okay, that's, that's, that could be one reason. And, uh, okay, the U.S. official, I, I, I just, uh, I cannot reveal his name, okay, but I can, I can say about that uh, it's true. And he said, um, most oil drilling happened in the red states. And the current administration is a Demo Democratic Party administration. They don't, they don't like them to do that more. Okay? So it's out of a political reason. I don't know whether what he said is true, but it just got me thinking and it made me feel sad. If that's the case. If that's the case. Okay? This is the same nation. So I happen to be writing a, um, some, um, how to say, um, some, for some show, the script for some show for the earlier history of the U.S. At that time, President Jefferson, he's the, you know, lead party leader of the um, Democratic uh, Republican Party back then, right? And Hamilton was the party leader for the uh, Federalist Party. And there was this early on the first party system, and then later there, there was this uh, second party system. So in this country, we have this party system, competing parties very early on, um, you know, almost like... A, 80 years after Washington, um, in Washington's time in the White House, 
at that time he's not a White House, when he was serving as the president. So it, it is almost as old as our republic. However, early on, President uh, Thomas Jefferson and the president like um, Samuel Adams and then, uh, I'm not Samuel Adams, I'm, I'm sorry, John Adams and also the President uh, Madison and so on and so forth. When they became president, they are the president of the country. They are not the president of their party. All right, so, um, so that official told me that uh, because of the red state versus uh, blue state. So they don't want to drill oil here in the red state because that would uh, economically would benefit them. So he's an so opponent, opponent. I don't know whether that's true, but if you think about that, it, it could be logical. Okay, this is one reason. But anyway, in terms of whether um, Arab nations, Saudi Arabia will answer Biden, that's, uh, it remains to be seen. But if Biden also follow Trump's uh, logic and uh, identify the same common ground, to unite those countries and Israel and the U.S., which is the threat from Iran, that he could get somewhere. Not completely like a few months ago. He's literally, literally went nowhere, okay? Because he does not have clear direction, clear cut. There's a five or six or even seven or nine forces fighting each other all the time in the Middle East. How could it work? And, uh, but... President Trump, uh, Trump, former President Trump, did identify a common ground, and that did, and that did work, and created Abraham Accord. And uh, now it seems um, Biden is following his steps. Do you agree? Do you agree with me? I'm just curious. And, uh, okay, so, and, uh, and uh, Luis, you said uh, when he goes to Saudi, he's expecting gift, and uh, the Saudis are bailing on the petrol dollar. Okay? Yep, I, I got what I mean. All right, so just, uh, let, let's just have a discussion. If you have your opinion, just write it up there. You know, why did he go there? He, he wrote this opinion on the, in the Washington Post. Is it telling the entire truth? or there's some other agenda, it's not convenient for him to, you know, reveal, or well, how do you see the essential of his uh, going to the Mideast and, uh, you know, talking to Saudi Arabia, which he, he criti criticized a lot, and uh, which also doesn't like him, you know, a lot at all. So, okay, and uh, as you think that over, as you type it up, let's move on. All right, N now let's talk about the, the main topic of today. Okay, what is happening to the wave of stopping the mortgage payment in China. Okay, earlier this Monday, we reported to, um, to you that around half a million depositors, uh, bank depositors, found, they, found that they lost their entire savings in the local banks in Henan province. Henan province is, uh, is a province in central China, okay? And you asked about, uh, asked about for, the, for the update. What well, update is the provincial government said they will guarantee the first 50,000 RMB equivalent to $8,000 US dollars. And beyond that, he said it all depends. Okay, so indeed they yield a little bit and, uh, and providing this uh, uh, $8,000 and a minimum for those depositors. Well, that's good progress. However, before this ends, within just the last two days, House buyers of more than 200 housing projects, okay? Pro in China, you know, the housing is not a single family house, okay? 
It's like a huge building of condos, hundreds of you know um, floors, and uh, and uh, just um, how to say a cluster of such buildings. So each housing project involved possibly like a two thousand uh, housing unit, or three thousand, or five thousand, or even more. Okay. So in the last two days, more than two hundred building projects involving tens of thousands of uh, you know future. House owner, the current house buyer, announced in joint public statements that they have decided to hence stop paying for the mortgage for the house or the condos that they have never been able to move in. So what is going on there? Okay. So basically, in China, okay, you buy this for those new condos. You buy those to be built new condos with some down payment, okay, and then apply for a loan for the rest for for the remaining required payment. And normally, the down payment will go into escrow account, and the bank will watch over that. And the developers cannot just casually move it away, and move it and move it to other purposes. And then, when the well, when the the developer deliver the house and the, the the buyers move in, then the rest of the loan will be you know, released, and the mortgage payment start happening. However. What happened now is that in China, <coughs> banks gave the entire loan to the developer before the condos are finished, and then they ask the buyers to start paying for the loan. So how does that sound? Ridiculous, right? You haven't got your house; it's still being built, and now you have you have to pay for the mortgage payment. But that that has been the way that in China that you know how things work. So it's, it was not surprising, but it become a big big issue now. And why? So let's ask ourselves why this stop payment happened today. Okay, because the buyer now found that the to be finished condo buildings may never be able to be finished. Okay, why? Because the developers they are um, they are they're running out of money. They don't have any money. So you ask about what about the money in the escrow account? Well. In most cases, they have been moved away and spent elsewhere. This is only one、uh, one issue. The other issue is this: okay,、um, the housing bubble burst in the last、um, half a in last ten months has burst, which causing the developers no longer have the fund, have the cash that they need to finish this to be finished condo, so that.、Uh, You know the mortgage, pay, the loan will be extend, it will be delivered, and the mortgage payment will will happen. And、uh, now the buyers see themselves in is in in a hopeless situation. Okay, they would never, they possibly, they would never get get the finished,、uh, you know, condos, and they they already throw in their down payment, and they start already start paying for the monthly payment, without you know seeing the. Seeing the condos in, in you know in, in in sight, and then it is not easy to stop payment, okay? Because without the banks agreeing agreeing to that, the stop payment payment means they will hurt their credit badly, same as here in the U.S. Okay, now the further question: Why are those houses not be able to be finished? This has to do with you know how、um, the biggest issue, the biggest under the water issue today in China. The housing bubble is about to burst. All right. So, for thirty years, China's real estate seems to be only be able to go up, 
it's in like a 3,000 RMB, um, you know, square, square meter. They don't use square foot, okay, square meter um, house uh, price goes to 100,000, okay, within 15 years. And then in China, for many, many years, it seems the only way, the only sure way to make money is just to buy more condos. You have one condo, right? You live in it. But, you know, the, con the housing price keeps going up. Just buy two, buy three, buy four. It doesn't matter. It's empty because it's going to grow bigger. It's, the, 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 the price will grow you know, higher. You can always sell it and get your money back, whether or not that, um, you know, that condo generate, is occupied or generate cash flow. In China, it has been like that. Okay, housing price just keeps going up. Literally, everyone knows this is a bubble, but they still stay in, including the financial expert and the professionals who knew firsthand what would happen eventually. But they still just want to take the ride, just in the hoping that they are not the people who you know, finally ended up with the, with the mess. So they just want to take the ride, get off, and make money along the way, move the, move the money outside of China. So that's, that's, that's real money. Okay, that's the, pretty much the game. So what happened is um, about seven years ago, the Xi Jinping, okay, the general secretary of the party, uh, Xi Jinping started saying that uh, house is for living. House is not for mm, making money. Actually, you know, his statement is not wrong, right? When you just keep buying a house, just hoping that it will make money for you, you know, without disregard of whether it's being used or not, that doesn't make sense, right? But in China, the strange phenomenon is housing always go up. So he called that out, and uh, last year, early last year, he had his uh, the government uh, regulation agency issue like uh, three red lines. So I will not go detail into what are the red lines. Basically, just limit limit how much um, money that developers can borrow to, to build their you know, housing project. But this is exactly the livelihood, livelihood of the developers. You know, for 20 years, the real estate developers, they simply borrow money. They borrow money and they build a house, they sell the house, make the profit, then return the money. Okay? And in order to speed up their speed, you know, speed up the pace of making money, they they borrow more and more money, okay? And the people are willing to lend money to them because the house always go up, the price always go up. So ended up, they borrow so much money and they think that as, you know, doing this cycling, eventually they're going to get their money back, they're going to pay back the, the debt. And this three red line issued uh, early last year limit how much they can, they can borrow compared to their current asset. So for that, for that reason, suddenly they found they cannot borrow any more money. But they have built up so much debt, they're not being paid back. Because how they pay back, they only, you know, they, they count on, they borrow more money to pay back this existing debt. But now Xi Jinping made them unable to attract more money. So they have to deal with the debt in their hand. Okay, that's called, um, in Chinese we call it bao lei. Okay, that's the story of the evergreen, which you probably have read in the news. Okay, Evergreen is a, a typical company who lends so much money, always borrows so much money, and, uh, and then build their housing project, sell that for profit, and then just return the money. Sometimes they don't even return the money, they just keep borrowing, borrowing, in the hope that eventually they're going to enough profit because housing price keeps going up to pay them back. So 
After this thing happened last year, they found they're out of money, but they got enough debt. Okay, their asset is not even worth the debt that they own. So, and this thing propagates throughout because one issue that happened, one matter that happened in the last October, the central government issued this order saying that uh, Evergreen, okay, Evergreen, you have to make at least you deliver the condos that people already pay pay you for that, okay, already paid. It doesn't make sense, right? If people cannot just like cannot even get the houses they already paid for, that's going to create a lot of complaint, a lot of um, uh, anger, and it will threaten the stability of the the ruling by the party, okay. But how do they do that? They do not give money to the developers. They order each provincial government to help making sure Evergreen will finish those condos. Then the local government got nervous. Okay, they said, "What does that mean?" Okay, it means that I have to bail them out, bail out Evergreen. So immediately they locked down the escrow account at the, you know, Evergreen. Not just that, and um, for other. Developers, when there's any doubt, they went in and uh, freeze their escrow account. Okay, because they want to make sure. You know, now I got this command, this directive from the central government. I need to make sure those condo got delivered. I do, to do that. I need the money. I know money is in those escrow account. Let me freeze those escrow account first to make sure I can cover my butt. But what happens? This it completely take away the remaining. Limited liquid, liquidity that those、uh, developers, real estate developers, have. So they suddenly they they were thrown into an even harsher situation where they literally have zero chance to finish those con- you know condo buildings because they are completely now completely out of money. They cannot even access the escrow account. In certain sense, this is a man-made crisis. Because of this arbitrary interference from the central government and from the local government, but that's the way that the economy works in China. Okay, it's not like in the free economy over here. So because of that, the buyers suddenly found, oh boy, they're out of money. They could never finish the building. The building is a mess. My down payment already went in. I have to write checks every month for the mortgage for the house that could never get. They say enough is enough. I don't care about my credit. That's the last thing I need to care about. I need to stop making payment. So they spread the word around, and then it just like、uh, spread like a wild wildfire. As as I'm talking to you today, it's still spreading. There's also some you know other saying that、um, you know it's the Xi Jinping's political you know enemy was organizing this. It could be true, okay? Because in China the political struggle is very fierce, but the issue. Of the, the matter of the issue is indeed there. Those buildings could never be finished, and those people who already paid for it could never get it. And to them, stop paying for the mortgage seems to be a logical, you know, things to do. So now, as they don't do that, okay, when they stop paying, lo- you know, the mortgage, who will get hurt? The banks, right? The banks lend along. They already lend along. They expect the payment to come in. And then they start paying for that, and the developers cannot return the money because they already used it up. Okay, the developers in, is is in deep water, and then the buyers are no longer paying money, so the bank will run into big trouble. So it's a cascading, you know, a domino scenario going forward. We don't know what will happen. Okay, there's a couple of things, um, 
possible thing that could happen. First, government came in and just cracked down. For those people who dare to, to, to sign up on this joint statement, folks in China, issue joint statement raising hell or raising your complaint against the government is a, is a crime. You could go to jail for that. This is not freedom of speech. It's a crime, okay? That's the first thing. Okay, they, they could come in and saying that, dare you, dare you stop payment. You have to pay, keep paying. Otherwise, we're gonna throw you into jail. This is one way for them to do this. The second way, then, okay, the central government came in and then bail, bail them out, bail people out. And where does central government find the money? Very simple, they're printing the money. Then they're gonna spread the risk across the nation and incur a new round of inflation. So those are the only two ways that this could end up with. And the whole country, as a matter of fact, is holding its breath. Now in China, it's like a fire. It's burning through town after town, you know, across those building projects. And uh, after this 30 years, if you ever heard of Gordon Chang was saying that uh, the coming collapse of China, he said that almost like 15 years ago, it never happened. And you know, sometimes people ridicule him. But what I want to say, he was saying the truth. It's just nobody know the bubble could last for this long, but it is still a bubble. No matter how long it lasts, it's still a bubble and it will burst. And we are possibly looking at the timing of its bursting, finally bursting now. Okay, that's the report of uh, Wei for you today. And uh, of course, we're going to follow the story and then bring you more update. As I said, the whole China is holding its breath on it. The world, you know, should have, um, you know, interest, a vested interest in how this crisis would develop into, okay. All right, thank you very much. And uh, I want to know that how you think of today's content and uh, whether you have your questions. If so, maybe I can talk about that a little bit. And uh, Louis Zero, that I hope all the Chinese stop paying on their real estate or investment. The sooner they crash the system, the sooner we can kick off the party for the rest of the world. Well said. Yeah, this is indeed the wish of many, many people. And now they, it's not like they, 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 they have the courage to do this. They found them, themselves in the, in the situation that they have to do this. And that's what they are doing. Okay. All right. That's the two pieces of news that I'll bring you today and my analysis. And um, hope you like it. And just write up your comment, okay, whatever it is. And I want to learn from that, learn from you. Okay. Today is the Friday. And have a great uh, rest of the night. And have a great uh, weekend. And uh, have a relaxed one. So I will come back to you next Monday. Okay, um, hang on, let me just have in the cash you wrote that uh, going to Saudi Arabia is a slap in Joe's face. He called uh, the crown princess a murderer and a pariah. And how can you go there to face the murder, um, grandpa? <laughs> yeah, he had to because of the inflation, right? And um, he needed the inflation to come down. So that's, um, and the I guess, I hope that he found that Trump's approach does make sense. So he got a viable path. Otherwise, he couldn't, even if he goes there, it just, he goes nowhere, right? So, all right. Thank you for staying with us uh, tonight. I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye.